0: You're listening to episode number 12 of the Unravel Mama podcast, and I'm your host, Krista Morland. Hey mama, you and I both know losing weight and living a healthy life is about the food, but it's not really about the food. We've been conditioned from a young age to conform into these tightly wound up balls of untruths, processes, and ideals that are not our own and don't serve us leaving behind a tornadic path of shame, guilt, regret, and unfortunately, unwanted weight gain. Mama, we are straight up stuck in this mess and we have lost our way to happy and healthy. Over the last six years, I have worked with hundreds of mamas and nothing has become more clear to me. We must unravel what we think we know and push past these false teachings and empower ourselves to make choices that serve us And lead us to the life we want to live. Mama, unraveling can get a little messy at times, but we're mamas and getting dirty is a part of the gig. Here we go. Hey, hey, mama, can you guys believe that Thanksgiving is next week? Is anybody else freaking out like I am? Here's the thing I'm not super freaked out about how I'm gonna handle my nutrition because I've got that down pat, but. I'm in charge of making the turkey almost every year. And I don't know about you guys, but it completely and totally freaks me out. I'm afraid that we're going to have a Christmas vacation-style turkey at the dinner table. It's going to look beautiful. And then we go to cut into it and it all sizzles out and it's empty and dry and dreadful to eat. (laughs) So this is the recurring dream that I am currently having about Thanksgiving dinner is me completely and totally botching the Thanksgiving Day turkey. So with that put aside, I know what your fear, your concern, your overwhelm is right now. And it really is about what the heck to do with my nutrition when it comes to Thanksgiving, when it comes to Christmas, when it comes to Easter, when it comes to all the holidays, right? And so I want to recap just a little bit about what last week's episode was about. And last week's episode really highlighted this 80-20, 90-10 approach and mentality to our nutrition. If you are still trying to lose weight during the holiday season, and it's really important that you hit those goals, you're likely taking a 90-10 approach, which means 90% of the time, your food, your nutrition, the quality of your food is going to be 90% whole foods and on point. 10% flexible, fun foods, processed foods, and not on point. If you are maintaining, then you are likely taking an 80-20 approach. And it's the same idea. 80% of your food is on point whole foods with a plan. And then 20% of your food is flexible uh, and has a little more variable in it, right? So today, what I want to talk about is the two different approaches that my clients are taking when it comes to their food this holiday season. So the very first thing that we talk about is what is your goal, right? That's the first question I ask them. What is your goal for this holiday season? And they tell me I want to maintain or I want to continue losing. And then we make a decision on the 80-20, 90-10, and we have that discussion. Then the second thing I ask them is what does an ideal Thanksgiving day look like for you? Now, listen, there are a lot of coaches out there that are like, oh my gosh, like there shouldn't be any rules. You should do whatever you want to do. You should this, you should that. There's a lot of opinions on how to approach this, right? And so I have my own opinions on how I want to approach this. But I think it's really, really important that no matter what coach is guiding you through your nutritional journey, that they ask you, the person in charge of their own lives, in charge of their own eating, in charge of their own nutrition, what does an ideal Thanksgiving day look like to you? What do you want to do? Even if I tell you, hey, it's one meal, what's the big deal? Just eat it, enjoy it, and move on. If that's not what doesn't feel right in your heart, then it's not going to feel good to wear it that day. You're going to still feel freaked out. You're going to still be curious or frustrated or annoyed or uncertain on how to proceed through the day with success. So the very first question that you want to ask yourself is... What does an ideal Thanksgiving day look like for me? And I want you to get super specific. I wake up in the morning. I don't feel overwhelmed. I feel peace of mind. I go into my closet. I wear this really cute outfit that I picked out that I thought about ahead of time. As I'm prepping the food, I'm not freaking out or obsessing about oh my gosh, am I going to gain 10 pounds? Am I not going to gain 10 pounds? I have mental clarity, right? And we we talk about those things. And then the next question I ask my clients is, as we work through what that perfect day looks like for them, what a good Thanksgiving looks like for them is, what kind of boundaries do you want to set for the day? Do you want to do a refeed or do you want to do an untracked meal? Those are typically the two boundaries that we set. And I'm going to walk through those really quick with you. Then we're going to talk about pre-planning earlier in the day and then loading our plate for Thanksgiving. Okay. So a refeed is simply an extra allotted amount of macros, specifically carbohydrates for the day. So a typical refeed on Thanksgiving day for my clients for a female is going to be 40 to 60 extra carbohydrates for the day. Typically in a refeed, you do not add fat and I almost never add protein to a refeed for a holiday. Now, if we were talking about a competition plan and somebody that was going into a competition, that refeed would look significantly different and it would be more than one or two days. A refeed for my clients is typically one to two days. And the refeed is typically only in the carbohydrate macro, unless their macros are super, super low and they came to me really under eating, then I will refeed them just a little bit different as well. Okay. So I typically refeed 40 to 60 carbohydrates for um, a refeed. Now, why refeeds are so incredible is because when you've been under eating for a certain amount of time, right, I have a lot of clients who come to me who are under they're eating under 1300 calories introducing extra macros, extra energy into their diet for a day or two will release leptin and ghrelin, which is awesome because it's just this hormonal boost that we need to kind of get the metabolism really burning hot, right? Another reason why we use refeeds is for Instances just like what we're talking about, holidays, right? When we need extra in order to enjoy and indulge a little bit more during a holiday, it's a gr- a holiday. <laughs> it's a great time to use what we call a refeed. A uh, third reason why I like to use a refeed is because sometimes we just need the mental break from eating our macros so strictly, right? Um, somebody who's on a cut. I will use a refeed just to give them a little mental break or even a little extra dump of leptin and ghrelin, right? Or somebody who's been really regimented for a while, I will use a refeed just to kind of allow them to take a deep breath and make a little space within their nutrition, right? And this is all individualized. This is all individualized. specific to the person who is on their nutritional journey. Not any journey that I have ever coached my friends is the same journey because we are all so different with different needs and we're all in a different headspace and that requires that we take a different approach to our nutrition each and every time, right? So a refeed is typically um, a two-day or a one-day or a two-day refeed of carbohydrates, okay? So I ask my clients, do you want to do a refeed or do you want to do an untracked meal? And an untracked meal is exactly what it sounds like. You just don't track the meal. Because we're macro trackers on on this side of the road. We track every meal, we track every snack, we track every beverage, um, which I know sounds restrictive and regimented, but what you measure you can manage. And if we're not measuring things, then it's really difficult to manage them, right? So. We will go and we will do an untracked meal, which means for one meal, we're just going to put our phone away. We're going to turn our brain off and we're just going to be present and we are going to eat. Right. But there is still the same approach that I want you guys to take earlier in the day, because here's here's the truth about How we approach this meal. If we don't typically in a day when we're on track and when we're following our macros or we're trying to be healthy and we're, we actually are being healthy, if we don't start our day with a donut, then during a, you know, refeed day or a holiday or an untracked meal, I don't want you to start your day with a donut. It doesn't make any sense. We're already eating outside of what we know helps us to feel healthy and be healthy, right? So, what I encourage my clients to do, whether they're doing an untracked meal, or whether they are doing a refeed, is that when you wake up that morning, or whatever, two days, if you're doing a refeed, that you're doing it or an untracked meal, is that you wake up and you eat a certain way because we're still trying to be healthy. We're still trying to stay within the boundaries that make us feel good, right? And typically when we don't, and we really stray and we go sideways and we really do things differently than we've been doing, it causes a lot of GI distress. It causes brain fog. It causes a lot of overwhelm and anxiety. So Here's how I have encouraged my clients to handle the day. If you're doing an untracked meal or a refeed, then when you wake up in the morning, I'm going to ask that you have a, Higher protein, lower fat, lower carb for breakfast and lunch. If you're having a dinner, right? If you're having a lunch for Thanksgiving or any holiday for that matter, then you want to do, you want to follow that idea for breakfast and then follow that idea for dinner, right? So wherever it is that you're having the untracked meal or the refeed meal, the other two meals need to be higher in protein, lower in fat and carbohydrates so that you can um, allot those calories for the indulgence meal, okay? So I encourage my clients to wake up and have a big egg white omelet with two regular eggs, right? We know that each yolk is going to be 10 grams or five grams of fat, which will be 10 grams if you have two eggs, and then load it up with veggies and and mushrooms and spinach and bell peppers or whatever it is that you want to add into your omelet. Make it tasty, make it good, right? And then I always encourage them to have either a piece of toast or an English muffin with a little bit of um, butter or jelly or something like that on it, Okay. Now, the reason why I encourage that is because you're going to get a solid amount of protein, fats, and carbs uh, at that meal, but it's going to be much higher in protein, right? And that's going to keep us satiated and full. And it's going to keep us from diving into all the sweets as soon as they get there because we won't be hangry when we approach the untracked meal or the refeed, right? And then what I like to do for lunch is I will do a a bunch of pieces of rolled up turkey meat, uh, or if I already have like a rotisserie chicken in the refrigerator, I'll grab the rotisserie chicken, I'll sprinkle a little bit of feta cheese on it, a little bit of hot sauce, and I'll warm it up in the microwave. And then I will have a few pieces of uh, pretzel thins in order to have proteins, fats, and carbs, but mostly protein uh, during my lunch so that when I get to Thanksgiving dinner, I've got the flexibility in the room to have the mashed potatoes and gravy, the homemade macaroni and cheese that my mom makes that is just to die for, pumpkin pie with some whipped cream, uh, turkey with gravy and the green bean casserole and the sweet potato casserole. Those are all my favorite things to have during Thanksgiving dinner. And so if I approach my day like that, I can enjoy these foods without tracking them, guilt-free, nothing crazy happens. I don't wake up the next morning with 10 extra pounds on my frame or 10 extra pounds of guilt on my brain. And so it really is a wonderful approach for myself and my clients. I've watched this approach work so many times with my clients and with friends and with family and with myself. It's not restrictive. I don't feel bad about what I'm doing. I actually feel very confident going into the meal knowing I've got a plan that's keeping me on track, that's helping me meet my health goals. And that feels really, really good. And it feels really, really empowering. And rarely do I hear any flack from anybody around me because they see me eating all the normal, regular Thanksgiving day foods. They see me enjoying pumpkin pie. They see me taking a bite or two of my favorite desserts. And nobody notices a difference. But I notice a difference. I know that I had a plan that I went into it with an idea of how to keep my health and weight loss goals in check and that feels very, very good for me to wear into any holiday season, right? Now, let's chat really quick about how to load your plate. So this is how I load my plate 100% of the time during the year. If I choose to eat out, right? If I choose to go out to eat with a group of friends or with my family and or if I am eating at a barbecue or eating at a holiday get together. And this is how I teach my kids to load their plate as well. So this is a great strategy for you to start teaching your kiddos how to load their plate, even when they're at home making their own plate for dinner. Okay. So I grab my plate and the very first thing that I'm going to think about is protein. What protein am I going to put on my plate first? Okay. Even if I'm eating out and at a restaurant, when I'm looking at the menu, the very first thing I ask myself is what protein fits in my day? Because I'm a macro tracker, right? If you're not a macro tracker, you can just say, what protein would I like to have today? Now, understanding what protein you want to have and what macros you have for the day is going to let you know, can I... Afford to have a steak tonight for dinner? How did I do earlier today with my fat? Can I afford to have the steak? Right? If I blew my fat, or if I had too much fat earlier in my day, having a steak that has twenty-three to twenty-five ounces, uh, or I'm sorry, grams of fat in it is not going to fit. Right? So if that's the case, if I had a lot of fat earlier in the day, then I'm going to lean towards a leaner protein. If I didn't have as much fat earlier than in the day, then I'm going to lean towards a protein that has higher fat. in it, right? I'm gonna go with um, steak or I'm gonna go with salmon or I'm gonna go with lamb or duck, right? Which is gonna be higher in fat, okay? So the very first thing that I want you to think about is protein. Then the second thing that I want you to put on your plate or order at a restaurant is going to be a vegetable. What vegetable am I going to put on my plate? And what vegetable am I going to order? Right. Then the second thing that I want you to think about is fruit. Is there fruit at this get together? Is there fruit at this holiday? Can I add a little bit of fruit onto my plate? If I'm at a restaurant, do I want to add fruit to my plate? I know they only give you like two servings or two sides or whatever. And so you have to kind of pick. Right. And then the third thing that I'm going to think about is carby starches. Right. Like, do I want a piece of bread? Do I want some potatoes? Do I want some of the rice? And then I'm going to make that decision and I'm going to have a serving of it. Right. Then the last thing that I like to do is if we're at a holiday or a get together, I will have a bunch of little bites of my favorite desserts. Like, for example, at Thanksgiving, I'm probably not gonna have a whole slice of three different pies. I'm probably going to put half a slice of each one of those pies on my plate, and I'm going to be present when I eat it and enjoy it, right? That's gonna be plenty for my brain to be like, okay, we're good. We got what we wanted, we got what we came for, life is good, let's rock it. And roll. We don't need to eat the entire pie because we've been so restrictive and what we're doing for the last two, three, four months, right? No, that's the beauty of being a macro tracker because we do not restrict. We do not tell ourselves, no, you can't have something. Your brain does not automatically go into binge mode. It doesn't automatically go into eat all the things because you'll never get to have it again. Listen, if I want a piece of pumpkin pie, the next day after Thanksgiving, the next day after Christmas, whenever it is, in the middle of the year, I can have a piece of pie, pumpkin pie, in the middle of the year, no matter what time it is. Because I'm a macro tracker and I have that flexibility and I get to make the decisions on how I fill my day, day in and day out. Okay, So that's how I load my plate. Protein, vegetable, fruit, Carby starches and a bite or two or three of dessert, right? Depending on, on where I'm at. That's how I want you to load your plate when it comes to dinner time. You'll really find that sometimes all you need is a bite or two to quench that craving, to quench the craving that your brain has been having. Like my mom's homemade macaroni and cheese is to die for. I love it, but I don't need two full cups of it to feel satisfied. I really honestly probably need a fourth of a cup to just feel, oh man, that was delicious and enjoy it and move on to the other things on my plate, right? So I want you to think about that as well. All right, mamas, one of my favorite strategies that I like to do, especially during like a Christmas, a Thanksgiving, a 4th of July, or an Easter holiday is I ask my family to bring a few extra pieces of Tupperware, or I will go to Walmart and buy some of their cheaper Tupperware, bring it home. And then after the meal, I will lay out everybody's Tupperware, and as we're putting the food away everybody gets some of the meal to take home with them, especially those sweet treats that I absolutely love. Like I could eat a whole Costco pumpkin pie and not even think twice about it, right? And we will have likely one or two of those at my house for Thanksgiving this upcoming week. And so what I will do is I will put desserts in a container. I will put, you know, the the, um, gravy, the mashed potatoes, the sides in those containers. I don't usually, give away too much protein because I love to save the protein for myself, but I of course will give a little bit of the protein away. And then everybody gets to take that home with them. That way the next morning when I wake up and my health and weight loss goals are forefront of my mind and it's something that I'm trying to keep, I am not tempted with an insane amount of leftovers, we always feel, and I don't know where or when this is seated deep into our nutritional subconscious, but we always feel like we can't waste food. And listen, I agree. We should not be wasting food. It's just not the right thing to do. But we also don't have to eat all of the food. So if we give it away, then that guilt, that shame, that pull at our heart to not waste is gone, especially when it comes to the pies and the cookies and the desserts and the lemon bars and those types of things. Give them away. Keep a little bit for yourself to have the next day if it fits in your macros, right, which we can always make that happen and have a little bit more, but give most of it away so that the, the thing that pulls at you is not calling your name from the refrigerator for the next six days, right? Like how many of us have kept a whole pie and we've literally eaten it for breakfast every single day until it's gone? I don't want to do that, especially if I have these health and weight loss goals, right? And if you're listening to this podcast, you likely have some health and weight loss goals. We're trying to know better, do better, and be better. And so that is my favorite strategy. Give a lot of the food away. Honestly, one of the things that I will do if I forget to give it away or if we had 52 things of cookies because everybody wants to bring stuff, right? I will go to my husband's firehouse and I will drop it off, and they will gladly eat it, right? And so I just want to make sure that I don't have it sitting in my house calling my name, right? We don't have to waste it and throw it away, but we absolutely can give it away. So make sure that you're prepared to give it away so that it doesn't sit in your house and call your name, and then it makes it even harder to say no to, right? You guys know that I'm a big fan of James Clear's book, and one of the big messages that he uh, talks about in, his book Atomic Habits is that you want to keep the good stuff the habit that you're trying to keep close to you and the parts of the of a habit like your nutrition the the food that pulls you away from your goals you want to keep it far away from you. You want to make it hard to get to. And if that pumpkin pie is sitting at Aunt Carol's house, you know, 22 miles down the road, you're probably not going to go to Aunt Carol's house to eat the pie, right? You're just going to decide on something else. So that is my last little strategy that I have for you when it comes to holiday eating. The last thought that I want to leave you with is this. We give food a lot of power, right? And and I get it. I totally understand why we give food a lot of power because it reminds us of our grandma. It reminds my macaroni and cheese just feels like home. It feels like comfort. It feels like my mom. It feels like tradition, right? And I want you to really have a solid conversation with yourself about It can feel and be all of those things without overeating. The problem is, is that we overeat, we overdo it. And I want you to know that having a bite or two can remind you of those feelings. You can still have those feelings. You can still have those thoughts, but it doesn't have to be an overindulgence or way overeating that one food in order to feel and to remember those things. Mama, that's what I got for you today. I hope that this helps you. I hope that this brings you peace of mind. I hope that this brings you mental clarity and allows you to really show up to your holiday season prepared and confident in how to approach your meal and doesn't make you freak out. It doesn't make you feel like you have no control. I just want to encourage you to really think things through and to show up for yourself and to set a plan. And even if that plan goes array, that's totally fine, especially if it's your first time trying to get after it and trying to pay attention and trying to be mindful during a holiday season. when for our whole lives. We've never done that before. This is going to feel different. It's going to feel strange and you may fail, but if you're going to fail, fail forward and learn the lessons that need to be learned so that when you go into the next holiday, the next barbecue, you're better for it. All right, mama, till we chat again next week, be well. Mama, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending a little piece of your crazy day with me. I am hopeful that what I shared with you today allows you to put the pieces of your incredible life puzzle back together where it belongs. If anything from these podcasts resonates with you and you find yourself shaking your head, heck yes, mama, to what is being taught here, please hit that subscribe button and share this with other mamas who need to unravel in all the right ways. I created a place and a space for us to do just that go check out my free resource page with all kinds of goodies waiting to push you along in your success. Check it out at the forward slash resources with an S at the end here. You will find tips, tricks, hacks, ideas, recipes, must-haves and my favorites that have helped me crush my goals all along the way. Let's be action takers and move makers and take this to the next level so that you can find that sweet spot in your nutritional journey. See you next week, mama.